BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We had some big performances. We had some absolute stinkers as well. It's uh, time to review the Wednesday night slate of NBA games. Talking all things fantasy basketball. Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, and I will be over there tweeting uh, rockets to every fantasy basketball player whenever they're having a down half or a down quarter. And uh, you guys can come and yell at me on Twitter to say that they're actually good, and uh, I get that. That's the point. But anyway, today we are going to be recapping the, um, what was it, seven or eight games today, a bit of a smaller slate than regular on a Wednesday for fantasy basketball, talking about all the big performances the bad performances, everything in between, and if there are any things that we can learn and ads that we can potentially make for fantasy basketball. Um, so we are going to get stuck into it. I'm still thinking around about when I'm, you know, you know, putting these podcasts out. So this one is going to come out a little bit later over in uh, the States, sort of a bit in the morning, sort of midnight my time, just sort of trying to get a balance of when uh, is the best time to review this one and get this one out there. So let me know down in the comment section, which is your preference or when you want me to drop it. Um, some of the, the views are a little bit down a little bit on the live show. I think the algorithm doesn't love the live, um, you know. So give this one a big thumbs up if you appreciate the work and all the fantasy content we are doing. Always um, helpful if you guys... Uh, uh, enjoy what we sh- we do. Hit that thumbs up button over on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed uh, wherever you listen to your podcast as well. But let's get stuck into it. Talking about the games today, the first game was a drumming from the Los Angeles Lakers. They uh, smashed the Detroit Pistons, who are now 2-16 and on the season and look like a terrible, terrible basketball team. Uh, on the Lakers' side, it uh, D'Angelo Russell just went bananas. Uh, 35 points, 13 of 17 field goal percent. Uh, hit five threes, 80% from the free throw line, four rebounds, nine assists, one steal, two blocks, just an insanely awesome, awesome line. 
don't re- rely on that moving forward, but far out, that's a bloody good line. And if you had him in your uh, team this week, then that's that's a bit of a blessing. So he went off. Uh, LeBron James played his 29 minutes, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. No defensive stats, but he was kind of cruising, as was Anthony Davis, who um, yeah got his shot attempts, got his free throw attempts as well. The free throws have been better this season, which has been nice. He is still sitting very much at the top of fantasy basketball rankings. He is currently the, what would that be? One, two, three, four, the fifth ranked player when it comes to minus one rankings. So, and there is a pretty clear top five there, it would appear as well in Fantasy Hoop. So he is a part of that big group up the top there. For the rest of the the Lakers, it was pretty, you know, nothing really else to see here. The big three, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and Davis just took care of business. Christian Wood chipped in with 12 points off the bench, um, two blocks, nine rebounds. I don't know if I'm ready to enjoy the uh, Christian Wood experience really moving forward. I think you can have a crack if you're looking for blocks, but that's about it. I don't know if he's super reliable game to game. Uh, Cam Reddish was questionable going to this game. He did play, but he did not play well. Zero points, missed all three of his shot attempts. Uh, No steals, which is a big reason why you might be streaming him in. Three rebounds, two assists. Yuck. Um, We'll see how he goes because he came off the bench and Max Christie still continues to start. And I I like Max Christie as a a bit of a longer-term play. He's probably not someone that's going to be too much of use this season, but... Uh, for dynasty managers, um, someone to keep an eye on. And, and after a performance like this, maybe a, a position to buy low. But uh, for redraft leagues, it's not really something we need to worry too much about. That um, you know, that fifth spot in the starting lineup, um, You know, now that Reeves has gone to the bench, maybe the fourth spot in the starting lineup is not really relevant. Speaking of Reeves, he had a pretty poor game. Uh, didn't really need to do too much in this one. Um, excuse me. Um, he has six points, three rebounds. Oh, jeez. Uh, and four, uh, six rebounds, sorry, three rebounds, four assists, and a block. Uh, missed all four of his threes. Uh, played 24 minutes, which is the uh, the downside if you are coming off the bench. You don't, I mean, the, the starters didn't play a bunch of minutes, but still you compare his 24 to Russell's 34. It's a little bit annoying, but uh, he'll be fine. Don't panic or anything on Austin Reeves. He just didn't really need to do much because the Lakers were in cruise control. And uh, Russell, Dentro Russell said, uh, I'm going to take it from here, boys. Get on my back. And they did. Uh, for the Detroit Pistons, really not too much to learn from this one here. Isaiah Stewart is one that I am watching when Boyan Bogdanovich comes back. If it was me coaching the team, he would be the guy that would go onto the bench. I just don't think he's a starting player, especially a power forward player. His shooting... He went three of seven from three today, but I don't know. I just don't see him as a dynamic kind of forward type. I'd rather him be a backup center, but he's still okay to roster in 14 team leagues. You don't have to have him in 12s, I don't think. Uh, Asar Thompson has definitely slowed down a little bit the last you know, several games, but he still had 12 points, six rebounds. He had a steal, uh, didn't kill you from the free throw line or the field, no turnovers, so still solid enough to keep rolling him out there, but he is, um, you know, Reminding us that it is very difficult to have a top 50 season when it, when you are a rookie, especially if you're not a unicorn big like the, the Chets and the Wembys of the world. So he's probably settling down a bit close to where I expected him to be after that awesome, awesome start. Cade Cunningham, uh, poor efficiency, but he still had 15 points, five assists, hit a couple of threes, had a steal. Uh, only two turnovers for those of you that really hate his four and a half, five turnovers a game, but obviously not the best game here. And Jaden Ivey, after a few big games, fell back to earth here and only played the 19 minutes. He did foul out in those 19 minutes. So um, 
I don't think this is a sign that we need to be dropping him. If we did pick him up, I still think he's a guy that we want to have a look at and stash and see how things go. He was maybe outperforming what we expected him to, or what we expect him to do moving forward uh, the last few games. But he can be a good source of points, assists. But he's going to have some rocky percentages, some turnover issues, and things like that. And he's not the best guy when it comes to you know three steals, blocks, those other little categories uh, that kind of help improve your fantasy rankings. But he is still someone I think should be rostered for the most part in especially points leagues and in category leagues. I think so as well for twelve teamers at least. Maybe not in ten teamers. Um, for the rest of this team. I mean, Jalen Duran played 18 minutes. He's still got seven rebounds and a block in that time, but pretty bad. You know, three of eight from the field. Not too much, really, we can read into this game just because they were absolutely just smacked around in this one. So we will move on fairly quickly. Let's go to the Washington Wizards, who... Man, we're going from Detroit to Washington. Isn't that exciting? They got smashed again by the Orlando Magic. Oh, it, was, it wasn't too much of a smashing compared to the last game, but still not... Super close. Um, Kyle Kuzma continues to kind of dominate the usage. He led the team again in usage in this game, 23.6 assists. His assists, man, is something that is... There's been stretches before with Kyle Kuzma showing the ability to pass and get some assists after really doing absolutely none of it early in his career. But he's the 58th ranked player when it comes to minus one rankings at the moment. And... um, Maybe the shooting comes down. The field goal percentage is on the season at 47%. That might come closer down to sort of 44, 45%. So, but the usage, the assists, the rebounds, the threes, it's all there and he's all going to continue to keep doing it, I think. So in a points league, especially, it's not a sell high. I don't believe. I think you can keep this up. In a category league, if you are maybe fooling yourself into thinking he's going to be as efficient as he's been and that's, you know, something of concern to you, then maybe you might want to sell high because I do think the efficiency will fall off. Although his free throw shooting has shown signs of improvement, he did shoot four or five on this one here. Let's check in on Jordan Poole, and he continues to be shit. Uh, it did have two steals and a block in this one, and did get to the free throw line six times. Uh, I've almost given up on, on Jordan Poole ever sort of getting even close to where I had him projected in the start of the season. I now have adjusted his rankings, and he is outside the top 100 in my projections for nine category leagues. Still someone, even with my you know lack of enthusiasm on him, that I continue to preach you hold him in a minus one setting. I still think he's top 100, top 90. Eight category, he's probably still top 80. Um, so in a punt field goal percentage, you can still use him, but yeah, obviously he's super disappointing, and he just does not look like he gives a shit out there. And I think... That's going to continue. It'll be up and down and better nights like that. He had a couple games before this where I started to go, oh, maybe. Um, and then I think the game before this, he laid an absolute turd. This one was kind of between the two, which is, you know, this, this is a usable line. I think this is definitely something that, you know, I thought this was going to be kind of his low nights uh, at the start of the season, but this is more his mid nights that I think we can expect moving forward. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Um, let's check in on Bilal Kulabali. 25 minutes, 7 points, 5 rebounds, no steals or blocks, no assists. He hit uh, 1-3 in both his free throws. I don't think you have to really stash him. I don't think the upside is all that high. Um, so if you have been holding on to him, maybe if it's a deep league or if you're cruising out in front, there's nothing on your way away. You can keep holding, but I don't think for the most part it's really going to pay off. Tyus Jones played well in the time he was out there, uh, at least when I was watching. He was 30% from the field, but had a few steals and, uh, and four assists in his 21 minutes, seven points. Um, but yeah, the 21 minutes is just not enough for him. We keep holding Tyus Jones, I believe. There may come a time, though, where you don't have to hold him, but I still believe that I would be starting or holding him, at least while he is starting for this team, but that might change in the future. Uh, Daniel Gafford had two blocks. He was two for two from the field, but three rebounds, four assists from him. You'll take that. Um, Only two shot attempts. Obviously, that is not very good. Don't panic. He's been good this season. The Orlando Magic, Paolo Bencaro had a very bad game. He has been better this season, absolutely. Uh, But this was, you know, return back to rookie Paolo Bencaro. And um, yeah, I think you're just going to wipe your hands off that one and move on. Franz Wagner showed a little bit of a ceiling that we might have hoped for a bit more of this season. So let's hope he can build off this. He hit four threes, got to the free throw line six times, hitting five of them. Uh, Had a block, shot uh, 11 of 14 from the field. So a little bit of this is... A bit of fool's gold because he's not going to be this efficient. He's had a few games recently where he's absolutely just forgotten how to miss. One game that did me in in the industry pickup league, which really pissed me off. Um, But he's been really good the last few games, and this might be a beginning of a big stretch for him. So I do think that he, while he won't be this good, this will at least hopefully give him some confidence that he can improve on the start of the season, which was a little bit underwhelming to what I expected uh, so far, but he has turned it around recently. Jalen Suggs continues to be one of my favorite uh, late-round selections that I've got in many, many leagues. 22 points. He was 9 of 15 from the field, and I think that this man is sort of in the charge, in the driver's seat, in my opinion, at least for the most improved player of the year. You could throw out uh, Tyrese Maxey to me. I would listen to that. You could throw out Scotty Barnes to me as well. I would listen to that. But to me, right now, based on what I've seen and the improvement on his offense, especially, he's always been a good defender, but his offensive role, his ability to cut, his outside shooting, his free throw shooting as well... Um, I just think he's so much better this year than what I've seen in the past, and I'm very excited for his future, which I'd started to lose a little bit of hope and lose a little bit of optimism, but he he's killing it and obviously has to be owned in every fantasy format. Um, he is just absolutely killing it. I don't see it slowing down, to be honest. Um, the rest of this team, Cole Anthony, we should touch on him. 26 minutes, but hit 25 points, 9 of 16 from uh, the field, hit 3 of 5 threes, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, had 5 assists, and 2 blocks, if you don't mind. He's been really good recently. Um, probably a must-roster player, but I do expect it's going to taper off at some point. He's a guy that kind of lives and dies by how well he's scoring. Um, he can give you some assists. He can also give you decent numbers from the free throw line. So I think for the most part, he's going to end up being a serviceable category league guy for the rest of the season. But obviously this 
performance and his more recent performances are well above what I expect for him to do the rest of the season. So he's definitely a points league player. He's definitely also a category league player. He looks like he has improved his efficiency from the field. He used to be a real poor field goal percentage drain. He was sort of low 40s, um, but that looks like it has gotten better. And he's more efficient in more limited time off the bench. We still are waiting for Fultz to come back whenever the hell that is. Um, so maybe this is a bit of a sell high if you have Colin. Although I don't know what you're really going to be getting back from him. But obviously he is a must roster player at the moment. But I do believe it will cool off. The center battle, we were back at a bit more of a split. 24 minutes for Goga, 19 for Mo Wagner. And they went a smaller lineup at times as well where they... Threw in Caleb Houston for some minutes there for, I don't know what reason, but he did hit all three of his threes, which was good for nine points. Um, I still think we keep holding both of those players. Um, depending on what you're looking for will be depending on which one's more valuable to you, but I think both of them can still be useful until um, Wendell Carter Jr. is back. And uh, for me personally, I am starting both of them. I've got both of them actually in a roto league, and I'm starting both of them uh, each night basically because they're doing enough. Now, it's not must-start kind of stuff, but for me, I'm in a team that's got a few injuries, so I need to get the games in. Um, so Goga and uh, uh, Mo Wagner are doing enough for me to start them out there and kind of just be happy with the back-end kind of production that they're giving me. Let's go to the Phoenix Suns and the uh, Toronto Raptors. We'll start with the Suns, and we had a, a putrid game here from Devin Booker. Two of 12 from the field, missed all four of his threes, had two turnovers, only eight points. Still the five assists, five rebounds, but no defensive stats. Bad, bad game from Devin Booker. He also left this game a little bit with a bit of a scare. He turned his ankle over, but did return back into this one. Um, wasn't playing the best before then anyway. He'd been absolutely on fire before this game, so don't think we need to worry too much about this performance. It's just a really bad night, but this bad night did push him outside the first round when it comes to minus one rankings. He is now the 14th ranked player when it comes to that, which is about where I expect him to be. 27 points, two threes, five rebounds, eight and a half assists, less than a steal, half a block. All very much what I consider him to continue to do. This was a bad performance, but I think he is... um, I think he's going to be good moving forward, assuming that that ankle injury is not something that's going to, um, you know, leave him out for a few games. They do have, what have they got? They've got one more game and then they've got the in-season tournament games next week. So maybe they're a bit cautious and they, you know, keep him out for the next game, trying to get him in for the in-season tournament uh, quarterfinals, semifinals or whatever the hell they're called. Um, That wouldn't surprise me. And if he did do that, you would be streaming in someone like an Eric Gordon or a... um, someone like, who am I forgetting here? Eric Gordon or someone like, uh, you might even have a look at uh, a Goodwin who stepped into this game, had four assists, nine points. Uh, He can also get some defensive stats on any given night as well. Josh Okoge, eh, maybe if you're looking for some steals and rebounds, you could do that. You could also look for better. But I think, uh, yeah, uh, Eric Gordon, and Grayson Allen, who was not playing this game, would be the guys you'd look at and maybe a good win if you're looking for defensive stats if Devin Booker missed. Uh, Kevin Durant was poor from the field but has a good line pretty much elsewhere, 100% from the free throw line, 30 points, 6 assists and a steal. Just um, not the best for the two big guys. And, and a big game here from Nurkic as well. 16, oh, sorry, 19 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks. Um, 
huge from the field as well. Hit his both free throws, hit a three. So big, big game for Nurk, and uh, I'm sure Kingy enjoyed that one, who has him on his team. The Toronto Raptors. Let's talk about my mate, Scotty Barnes, and... I want to. I want to teach you guys. I want to teach you guys. It's not something to be taught, but when uh, when I tweet something on Twitter and I use a little rocket emoji, and usually it's of a critical nature. Um, this is this is maybe super niche. So I, maybe I was a, you know maybe this was a dumb thing to try and bring over to fantasy basketball. But in uh, AFL fantasy, for those of you who followed me over and do both, um, you would know what a rocket is. Where we would you know the player's not performing very well uh, during the game, you'd send out uh, in a, a tweet that maybe they may or may not see when they're sitting over on the bench or at quarter time or whatever, just to get them fired up a little bit. Bit of, bit of coaching from the, the couch, I would call it. And uh, two, three-quarter time, he was playing poorly. He shot 28% from the field. And I sent out a tweet saying that, oh, I missed those days, basically. I was saying, missed those days for the first two weeks when Scotty Barnes was good. And immediately... I hit him straight right between the eyes. He went on a tear. I think he scored 15 points in the fourth quarter and had a brilliant finish of the game. Couple blocks down there in the end. So for the for the night, he had 23 points, seven rebounds, four assists, three blocks, and nearly not quite, but 50% from the field. Hit a three and all eight of his free throws. Great line, no turnovers. Awesome. Love Scotty Barnes. I've got him on three of my fantasy teams, so uh, don't come at me with your Scotty Barnes or think that I hate him, because I don't. It was a tactical fantasy maneuver, and uh, if you want to learn the ways of the rocket, tweet at me. I'm happy to show you the, the ropes, and a shout-out to Roy from the Traders for that one. I'm trying to trying to bring that one overseas international. I don't know if it's going to play as well with an American audience, um, but... Sending rockets out, doing our best to coach from our couches as fantasy managers over here in uh, fantasy basketball. But he was good. Uh, Jakob Pertl was also good in this one. Eight of nine from the field. He only had four rebounds and one block, uh, one assist. So didn't fill it up elsewhere, but at least he was super efficient from the field. 12 assists from Schroeder was solid, um, but the field goal percentage was poor. He continues to be a good assist guy that we picked up late in drafts. And Pascal Siakam seems to me, at least, be the guy that, at least while he is healthy and on this team, going to be the player that, on most nights, is the guy that gets the high usage between he and Scotty Barnes. He just looks more aggressive. He looks like a guy who... um, you know, looks to get his shot a little bit more. Scotty Barnes is a bit more stand-back-ish. And he, he definitely turned it on in the fourth quarter. But um, for the most part, I do think that Siakam is going to be the guy that leads the team in usage moving forward, at least until potentially he is traded, which I still think is a decent possibility. OG Ananobi is on a lot of buy-low lists at the moment. And I do think he can be better. He had three steals and a block in this game, which had been lacking a little bit. I don't know how much of a buy-low OG is. So he hasn't appeared in any of my buy-low shows just yet. He is someone whose ranking, I believe, gets over-inflated because of um, steal numbers. I think he led the league in steals last year at 1.9. Um, new coach is always something to be wary of when that happens because you know sometimes the defensive schemes can lead to a rise or fall in steals, which massively changes your fantasy value. He's a low turnover player as well. And um, we haven't seen any bump in usage or assist rate or anything like that with Fred Van Vliet gone. So he's um, outside of the steal numbers, maybe coming back up closer to maybe one and a half, one point four 1.4 per game. The rest of his 
average and stat line, I see continuing moving forward. He's the 102nd ranked player in nine category rankings, averaging 1.1 steals, um, 15 points, two and a half threes, four rebounds, two assists, 0.7 blocks. I think it's all going to continue. The, maybe the big thing here is he's shooting 58% from the free throw line. That could also see a jump up, but it's only on less than two attempts per game, so it's not a massive hurt to your value. Um, so I, I think he could be better, but I don't really think he's someone worthwhile really chasing a buy low. Because if you if you buy low with like a top 80 guy, you might just be trading for a similar level of production. I don't think he's a guy that I would consider a top 40, top 50, maybe even a top 60 player moving forward. Um, by ranking metrics, he might get there, but I really think the value to your fantasy team in category leagues, but especially in points leagues, he's not a buy low. I don't think his points league value changes much at all from this point. Um, so he could be better, but I don't think I'd consider him a buy low, if that makes sense. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. came in, hurt your field goal percentage, but hit some threes. So if you're streaming threes, he did that for you. Let's go on to the next game, which is the Utah Jazz versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And... Uh, we're going we're gonna to celebrate some, some performance in this one because uh, we had six blocks from Walker Kessler. And we'll talk about another shot blocker in the other side of the game as well. But good to see him back. Um, still coming off the bench, which I find strange and coaches do this and I don't understand it. But Omer Yurtsevin is still starting for whatever reason. I have no idea. Um, but Kessler played 28 minutes off the bench. Um, so... Maybe we're going to get more of what we expect from Walker Kessler at the beginning of the season uh, for the rest of the season. He was bad to start and obviously sat out with that elbow issue. I think that there's a chance that he goes back to more of what we expected. However, let it be known that what I expected was more like a top 60 player, not a top 40 player. So just make sure that that is, um, you know, we, we are aware of that. The six box here obviously is massive, um, but he could go out and have one block the next game. That's just kind of how blocks work. So um, all in all, he'll average two and a half per game. But on a week-to-week, his value will fluctuate dramatically. And he was also still poor from the field here. Didn't have his big field goal percentage boost, which is uh, a big reason for his value on a season-long average. The rest of the Utah Jazz were all just pretty bad. Um, they kind of got thumped here uh, pretty pretty handily. Um, John Collins, 17 points efficiently, 50% from the field, but didn't do much else. Clarkson's definitely cooled off. Keontae George, yeah, not many. It's only two assists in this one. You hold him, obviously, but he's still young and he's going to be up and down. Um, really not much to talk about here. You can drop Olenek if you had him for whatever reason. Uh, well, if you had him while Kessler was out, I think that is clearly now someone you can move on from. And yeah, I just don't really think there's too much to discuss from that team. The Memphis Grizzlies, we'll talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. because he also had six blocks in this game. So between Kessler and Jaron Jackson Jr., two guys who struggled early in the year, uh, 12 blocks for the t- uh, t- between the two of them. So that's obviously a welcome sight for those of you who have him on your fantasy roster. 20 points, poor from the field, but that's fine. Um, he is a guy that's probably going to be a sub 50% uh, big guy, and I do think it will improve slightly when Jar Morant comes back. So that is a welcome sight, at least to see his blocks come back. Missed all his threes, which kind of sucks. So it's not the best line still, but the blocks are a welcome sight. Uh, Bismack Biombo continues to... Just be so-so. I mean, three blocks, 100% from the field is useful for certain teams. If you're punting points, if you're punting threes or or something like that, or both, very useful. Um, Outside of that, 
not so useful. Um, and how about the resurgence here from Derek Rose, who had 14 points, 9 assists, 7 of 11 from the field. Um, I don't know if I want to go ahead and buy it, but you could maybe add him if you're desperate for assists and points. He could just as easily come back in the next game and instead of shooting, shooting 7 for 11, shoot 3 of 11 or 4 of 11. And the line doesn't look very good. Uh, no steals, no blocks. He didn't have any threes. He's a pretty empty fantasy player. He was even when he was good. Um, so I would treat him more as an assist streamer, and that's pretty much it. But it, it was nice to see Derek Rose kind of do his thing again. Um, yeah, you always treasure that while you can. Um, Desmond Bain had his three steals uh, going up against him in industry pickup, so that was a little bit annoying, but... All in all, pretty decent line without being outstanding. Santi Adama, 25 minutes off the bench. I still think he's someone that you could hold. He is um, probably someone that I prefer in the starting lineup, but I still think that this is good enough on a night where they didn't need to overextend themselves in the end um, that it's serviceable back-end sort of stuff. Uh, I don't think we need to worry too much about David Roddy. 19 points here. He shot over his head, 7 of 11, 5 of 9 from a three-point range. Again, if he shoots more like 2 of 9 or 3 of 9, um, you, you take off 6 points there, and he's 13 and 6 with an assist. It's it's all it's not actually that exciting, to be honest. So I, I think uh, in 16-team leagues, you can have a look at him. 14 teams, maybe. I wouldn't really bother in 12-team leagues, if I'm honest. Uh, I don't think he's all that high of a priority of an ad. Let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, who, with a late out with Joel Embiid, we saw again the starting center superstar Marcus Morris step in for six, 17 glorious minutes, where he was a negative 17. Uh, so lost a point every minute he was out there on the court and was 3-7 from the field and uh, three rebounds. Two assists, one steal, and one block. You can ignore him, obviously. Tyrese Maxey got it going. He was kind of their only bright spot on offense uh, uh, from an efficiency point of view, but the assists were down here. The turnovers were up here. So overall, not a great fantasy line, but obviously you don't panic with him. De'Anthony Melton is still doing his thing. 17 points, six assists, three steals, and a block. Poor from the field, but that's fine. Hit four threes. Awesome. Can't ask for much more from him. Nicholas Batum uh, had a, a finger injury, I believe, in this one, so only played the 14 minutes. Um, so we saw Robert Covington step up here, 12.7 rebounds, an assist, a block, and was 80% from the field, hit four threes in this one. So again, a bit of a streamer if you need. Um, uh, I don't want to get too excited about Robert Covington. I never want to get too excited about Robert Covington, but if you need defensive stats, you can stream him in, I will say that. Uh, Paul Reed got 27 minutes. Didn't do as much with this game as he did the last one where he absolutely went off. But still, 75%, 3 or 4 from the field. Hit three, all three of his free throws. Had five assists on this one as well and one steal. Not, not as good as you would like if you streamed him in, but still okay. And we randomly saw Mo Bamba for 14 minutes. And he came in before Paul Reed. And uh, look, he had four blocks and six points, and he's a good fantasy player per minute production, but he's not a good player. He's not a good NBA player, and I stand by it. Um, the, the commentary team were talking about that he hasn't been able to stand, stay on the floor because of injuries, and I would argue he hasn't been able to stay on the floor because he is bad, and he is um, he's not a good defender. He gets good blocks because he's long. but he is not mobile at all. He is not very dynamic on offense. Um, so I would ignore this. You would expect uh, Joel Embiid to be back, who was out of this game just simply for illness. Um, Tobias Harris, 
Five turnovers, which uh, for everyone who loves a bit of nine-category rankings for Tobias Harris, that would have hurt you. He still had 50% from the field, hit both his free throws, but otherwise a pretty boring line, as is the Toby experience. Uh, let's talk about the Pelicans here. CJ McCollum returned, and straight away, fire him up. 28 minutes, if you don't mind. He bloody had a collapsed lung, but... Fuck it, let's get him out there for nearly starters minutes, um, sure. And and he was good, his credit, 7 of 16 from the field, hit three threes, three threes, all three of his free throws, 20 points, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block, great game. Uh, you can activate him if he was sitting on your IR spot, and you can also go ahead and pretty comfortably drop Dyson Daniels, who saw 14 minutes in this game. Still had 2 steals and a block, but it's not going to be reliable enough for you to have him on your fantasy roster now that CJ McCollum is back. And uh, Trey Murphy is just around the corner, I believe, as well. So there's going to be even more of a squeeze coming in for the minutes there. And a lot of the bench players, Jordan Hawkins, despite having 16 points and three threes in this game, um, great. You can stream him in on low-volume days, but I do believe that a lot of those bench guys, you're going to... It's going to be hard to own anyone outside of the five starters and Trey Murphy from this team moving forward because um, there's just only so much ball that can go around in this team and there are quite a few fantasy options. Um, so I think you can start looking at other options if you've got a Hawkins, if you've got a Dyson Daniels, um, even a Najee Marshall who had a good game last one but a poor one in this one here. Jonas Valanciunas's minutes are interesting. He is playing more minutes this season. We are not seeing Larry Nance Jr. Um, very much as well. I want to say he's out with a bit of an injury at the moment, but 19 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. The blocks have dried up, which we expected, but the minutes here are actually quite encouraging, and he might do more than I expected this season, especially, obviously, if these minutes keep up, that will be a big reason as to why. So he is someone that maybe um, will outdo my expectations this season because his minutes are higher than what I expected. Um, Herb Jones had a terrible game here, 7 points, 6 assists, but had 5 turnovers and no defensive stats. Obviously, you don't rely on your defensive stats. You're going to have huge uh, peaks and valleys when it comes to your fantasy value. You obviously hold him in category leagues. In points leagues, you don't have to. And Zion, Zion did well here. 11 of 12 from the field and 11 of 12 from the free throw line. You got double awesome lines when it comes to uh, field goal and free throw percentage. Three steals as well. 33 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Incredible, incredible line, actually. Um, and uh, you, you will take that moving forward, of course. Um, and Ingram kind of just did his thing, five and five from the, free, from the free throw line, a steal and a block. Take that and run with it. You will not get it often. Let's go to the second last game, the Houston Rockets versus the Denver Nuggets. We had Jokic back, so that meant that our favorite uh, streamer of last game, DeAndre Jordan, went back to the bench and played six minutes. But let's talk about the Rockets first. Uh, Shengun, little baby Jokic, 22.7 rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Only the one turnover, I hit a couple of threes. He's been great this season. I see no reason why it can't keep up. Jalen Green is... He's showing some more good games more frequently recently. 26 points here. Nine assists is probably the most encouraging part of this line. Um, I'm still... You're still going to have to show it to me over a longer stretch of time. So I'm still a bit of a skeptic when it comes to Jalen Green uh, for fantasy and probably for his actual value in the NBA. But a good game here. Um, we had no Fred Van Vliet, so Aaron Holiday stepped up and got the start in this one. Five assists for him in 35 minutes. Don't have to worry about uh, him at all, I don't believe. Um, Dylan Brooks, the experience is back of him being a not a good fantasy player. 11 points. 
he was efficient. Uh, only played 23 minutes um, in this one. Had some foul trouble, so that limited his minutes overall on this one as well. So he'll be better, but also not, I don't think, an absolute must-roster across every format, across every team. Someone in your league might find him useful, but it doesn't have to be you. Um, Jabari Smith continues to kind of do his thing. He was solid. Um, and Tari Eason, we're watching him only the 17 minutes. I think it's going to take an injury for him to be relevant, but he is someone that is always on your watch list. He's always someone that I still believe in good minutes. He could be a great fantasy player. I still like him and believe in the talent. It's just hard to see him get some playing time on a team like this where you've got Dylan Brooks, you've got Jabari Smith, you've got Jalen Green. You've still got Amen Thompson to come back into this team as well. So, uh, and when they're happy rolling out Shangun for bigger minutes and they're not playing the small ball as much as some might have thought in the preseason, he's not going to be able to get out there unless we see an injury to Brooks or Jabari Smith, I would have thought. I think those are the two players that are key to him getting playing time. If either one of those guys go down, you go and grab uh, Tari Eason immediately. But until then, he's not doing enough to be stashable, I don't believe. But he is always on our watch list. Um, We had Whitmore come in for six minutes, score eight points. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he has been doing well in the G League and playing uh, better playmaking than what we saw in college. I don't think he's going to be super relevant this year in fantasy, but... We'll see. Maybe, if again, similar to Tari Eason if injuries strike, but I think he's behind Eason in the pecking order when it comes to stashes for the Rockets. On the Denver Nuggets, like we said, DeAndre Jordan went back to six minutes. Uh, Jokic was back, and he was back dominating. Triple-double, 15 assists, 10 rebounds, 32 points, had a steal, and his free-throw line shooting was back to being good again. So 7 of 8 from the free-throw line, Awesome. He is obviously a monster, and these lines just seem normal for him, and they are not normal lines. They are really freaking good. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. here had a great game, 7 of 12 from the 3, 1 of 3 from the free throw line, which is less than ideal, but really got hot in that third quarter especially, um, and just went bonkers, and 30 points from him is a really, really good game with no turnovers and efficient shooting, so you love that. Um, Jamal Murray came back, played 22 minutes, 16 points. He obviously might be a little bit rusty. The shooting was not ideal, but he hit five and five from the free throw line and six assists. Uh, we're happy to have him back and just leave it at that. Nearly no turnovers for, I'm just looking at, they had three turnovers for the entire game, did the Devon Nuggets. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty wild to be honest. Um, the rest of this team, Reggie Jackson's 14 points, two assists and a block, 24 minutes, you don't have to hold him. Uh, you can hold him if you need him for streaming or whatever and you wanted to just have him there and you've got worse things, fine, whilst they kind of ramp up Jamal Murray's minutes. But 24 minutes for Reggie Jackson, he's not the best fantasy player anyway. So you can move on from him, I believe, starting from now. Um, and as you can from everyone else on the bench for this uh, Denver Nuggets team, not too much else to talk about here. The final game of the night, the Los Angeles Clippers beat the Sacramento Kings, and the, the Clippers were pretty dominant in this game. A lot of their big stars uh, were really, really good. Basically, every um, starter for the team was super efficient outside of Paul George, who still had 19 points, hit four threes, and had seven assists in this game. He just wasn't super efficient from the field, seven of 18. But everyone else, massively efficient. Kawhi Leonard, 14 of 18 from the field for 34 points, a steal, two blocks, nine rebounds, and three assists, two threes. Outside the four or six from the free throw line, massive, massive game. Zubach was dominant. He 
took Zubash to school, essentially. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks. He had 30 minutes uh, to Daniel Tice's 17. That's important to note. So he's still a back-end guy I think you can have. James Harden killed it in the first quarter. He went off and just hit, basically, I think he hit 4 of his first 5 threes. Uh, 26 points. 5 steals is massive for him as well. 8 of 16 from the, the field. Perfect 5 of 5 from the line. Um, Terrence Mann had 18 points on uh, 8 of 12 shooting. Good if you streamed him in. I streamed him in in the industry pickup. That's cool. They've got a back-to-back, so they play again today. So congrats if you streamed him in. Uh, That was a good line. Didn't give you much else, but the field goal percentage is nice. And, um, yeah, just all around good performances from their starters. The bench, really not much going on. And only 19 minutes for Russell Westbrook. He, to me, is going to be an assist streamer. And that's pretty much it, I think, moving forward. 19 minutes is not going to be enough for him. And he has a few other holes in his game. So I think you stream him in for assists. But otherwise, you can drop him. In a points league, I might hold him on a little bit longer and, and, you know, you might have some big games here and there. But it's not reliable, I don't think, in category leagues. And I think he is someone we can we can kind of drop now, I, I do believe. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that you need to have him on your roster. Um, you, can, you can look and see if there's something better on the option. You don't have to drop him, but I don't think he's someone that you have to hold either. I don't think it's going to really come back and hurt you too much if you do drop him. Over to the Sacramento Kings. Darren Fox tried his best to get this team over the line. 40 points, 14 to 23 from the field, hit three threes, 90% from the free throw line, had a block, three assists, five rebounds. Um, but the rest of the team just didn't show up. Hey, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, one of the stinkiest lines of the night between him and uh, Devin Booker. They were battling it out for who could be the worst fantasy player uh, that we drafted in the second round. He had 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 of 12 from the field. He just, I don't know, man. I go backwards and forwards about how I feel about Sabonis. I really think he's an overrated NBA player. He's a good fantasy player because he rebounds and he gets assists and he's a good field goal percentage guy normally. But he's just, he's not dynamic. His assists and playmaking is really just dribble handoffs. And I think he's pretty overrated. I'm probably going to get killed in the comment section for that. Um, he's an all-star. But yeah, I, I think he's I think he's pretty overrated, overrated, to be honest. But still, obviously, a great fantasy player. Um, I dropped him in the second round in industry pickup because he is a fantasy basketball player that is good. Um, he will be better than this, obviously, you'd hope. But that's two games in a row. That sucked for him. Uh, hopefully he can pick it up after... Uh, this was a back-to-back, so hopefully we can chalk it up to him just being gassed, um, I'd hope. Um, as for the rest of this team, really not too much else to discuss. Chris Duarte kind of got benched for Vizenkov, who came in and hit three threes. He's getting more momentum as this team kind of leans on him a bit more for his three-point shooting, so maybe a little bit more reliable as a three-point streamer, but nothing else really. And Malik Monk got seven free throws, hit seven free throws. He continues to be one of the best free throw percentage streamers that is available in fantasy leagues. Uh, 15 points is solid, but he is not a must roster, more of a streamer in my opinion. Um, And Kevin Herter is back to being bad. Kevin Herter, seven points. He had five assists. He only hit one three, but again, not someone I really consider a must roster player. You can have him, He'll be better. He'll have good games. He'll have really bad games. All in all, I think it's very back-end, and I think you might be better off streaming the position depending on what's available on your wire. But I don't think you have to have him. Same, obviously, with Harrison Barnes. Um, Was a stream for this back-to-back. You can now move on, I believe. 
So that will do it for the games on the Wednesday night. Let me know down in the comments section, guys. How did your team go on today? Are you tracking for a big W this uh, this week? Remember, next week we are having two games for every single team for fantasy basketball purposes. The um, championship game in Vegas for the in-season tournament will not count for fantasy basketball stats. So every team only has two games. We will be discussing it a little bit more in depth in the week. What are we at? Week seven preview. Um, so stay tuned for that one, which will come out over the weekend. And uh, next week, we will be going back into doing some more buy lows and sell highs. If you have any other topics that you want me to discuss throughout the season, some weekly or semi-weekly topics that you want me to discuss in any future videos, drop them down on the comment section below. Make sure, again, you guys, if you appreciate the content, hit the big thumbs up over on YouTube. Like, subscribe, uh, rate, five-star rating, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.